host, Harla Nivens. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I am your host, Carla Nivens. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you head to their website. Just go to loveministriesbills.com. Org. Also, check out all of the great stuff that's living on my website, CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Well, I am so excited to welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman show for the first time, Ra Kalen. Ra is a self-love activist, a life coach, a specialist. Ra works with individuals seeking to reestablish a love relationship with themselves within and outside of social standards because we are more than what our social influences have taught us. Isn't that true? Her guiding philosophy is self-love is a daily practice, not just a once a month spa day, And when this practice has been embraced, its healing can help us navigate all other aspects of our lives. Relationships thrive, opportunities are recognized, and trauma is processed. After receiving her master's in clinical counseling, Ra chose self-love coaching as a way to fill the cups of countless others with something she had. And this isn't just any love, is radical self, L-O-V-E. She uses her energy of acceptance, of warmth and empathy to assist others in unlocking this within themselves. Growth is exhilarating when you are growing with someone who loves you. Ra. I love your bio. I've just had a great time looking at your website and your social media. Thank you so much for being on the Every Heart, Every Woman show. I'm so glad to be here, Carla. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, I as I was looking around in all of um, your great content on your website, you say relationships thrive, opportunities are recognized, and trauma is processed. You also say, you know, this is to be true because you've lived it. Tell us the story behind why you do this work in helping others live with radical self, L-O-V-E. So I think it's a birthright that most people did not know they had, being loved, you know, and I think it's something that many people, either if you grew up with love, you assume everybody was, and that's not an appropriate assumption. And if you didn't grow up with love, you don't have tools to understand all the opportunity available to you, all the worthiness, all the depth, all the deservingness that you have. And it's not so that we can become entitled in this life. It is so that we have the confidence to navigate it. And so in my own personal life, I did. I was blessed to have an abundance of love poured into me. However, the abundance of love did not mean that I didn't have trauma. It did not mean I didn't go through the things that most individuals, people of color, women of color go through, the molestation, the trauma, the ridicule, the the, the feelings of feeling less than. But I can tell you that the fact that I had the awareness that I was more than what people were labeled, 
the fact that I grew up having space to figure out who I was, it allowed me to heal my trauma in a quicker amount of time. And it's still a process, but in a quicker amount of time than most other people. And as I've grown up and I've realized the advantage that I had was not that I be exempt from trauma, to be exempt from pain, but that I knew that love was there always. And I think that other people need to know love is always there for them. And that's why I do what I do. Yeah, I love that. Do you feel like it's true for yourself? I think this is true for me that your the work that you are called into that you naturally do for other people is the thing one of the things or the main thing that you need for yourself and like this this work has changed your life so it's like just a natural joy for you to do this for others yes yes and to be intentional over like trying it on for size before offering it to other people Mm -hmm. and understanding that just because it worked for me doesn't mean it works for everybody else, Mm -hmm. but it would be a shame to not offer it. You know, now that I see that it works for me to see if other people could benefit from it too, is all I'm after. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. In, in your bio, you say at the end, you say, so allow me the honor of reintroducing you to yourself. I love that statement. Tell us what, what's the meaning of that statement? It's the idea that we are conditioned growing up to be acceptable to the people who were bringing us up. And the people who were bringing us up had their own flaws, had their own self-doubt, their own insecurities, their own biases about the world. And so that leaked into us, whether we meant for it to or not, because we're trusting when we're young humans. We're very trusting. Right. Right. And so a lot of the things that we built our lives off of were opinions, not facts. And there are so many opinions we've built our representation or identity off of that don't align with who we actually are. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten so, so deeply engrossed in this belief that, well, what mama said I was is true. And what grandmama or granddaddy said, or what my job said is true, that we have not checked in and built enough trust within ourselves to hear who we actually are. Because we're scared once we hear it, we'll feel unacceptable to society again. We'll be isolated. We'll be pushed away, banished, forgotten about, unloved. When really, if we can turn this and reintroduce ourselves to ourselves, the love that we will experience will help us to find other people who love us in equally or greater ways. So that's why reintroducing yourself to yourself is so important because you are talking to most of the time the representative of you instead of the real you. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. And and I, I feel like for me, um, the more that I become the exact person that I was really meant to be, not, not the person that someone else tries to push on me, the, the more I have to offer the world, the more I can be present today, um, the more I can live with peace and calmness and, and, and joy and with self-confidence. I talk about self-confidence a lot and living with that self-confidence that I am being and doing the exact thing that I am supposed to be and do today. And so the, 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 maybe the negativity that comes your way doesn't sting as bad, right? It's still there, but it doesn't take me down. And I think that's the difference. I think someone at some point, while they didn't tell us about our birthright to be well-loved by ourselves and by others, they also convinced us that life was supposed to be comfortable. 
And I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I actually very much embrace being uncomfortable because it reminds me that I'm alive. So mm. when the negativity or the contrast or the hurt feelings come up, I'm not immune to it. But instead of being bedridden for days, like some people, I get a light cough and then I'm okay. You know, <laughs> instead of being just torn down and being laid up for weeks, I'm upset for a couple of minutes and then I keep going. So it makes a difference there. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I love that. So now let's talk about your services, the things that you offer on your website. I saw so much that is so interesting to me. Self-sessions, speaking and workshops, the more than tribe, guided meditations, wedding ceremonies, and celebrations of life. Let's start with the more than tribe, because I thought that was the most interesting on your website. What, what's the more than tribe? So the more than tribe is a group of healing beings who get together bi-weekly on Tuesdays. And we talk about our self-sabotaging behavior in a space that allows us to step out of the behavior that we are watching ourselves do and step into the behavior that we feel will serve us. And so we call one another in and we talk about things like insecurity. We talk about rejection. We talk about sexuality. We talk about embarrassment, shame, the feelings that you don't really talk about in social settings. We are intentional about coming together to talk about and it's a subscription-based program. I started it really in July of last year. So we just came up on our one-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm always very excited for new faces to get to join. It's become an exclusive group now. Once people have participated in self-sessions or done any other type of work with me, they automatically can gain access to join the More Than Tribe. Because it's kind of like a hub so that if me and you do some serious, important work, after our sessions are over, whether it was couple sessions or individual, you might not be ready to just completely cut the cord. The More Than Tribe gives you an opportunity to still check in, hear these kinds of conversations without necessarily needing the one-on-one -on -one attention that you had before. So mm -hmm. it's just a really dope space. And I get as much out of it as I give to it. You know, I, I have learned on, on this journey that there's so much that I'm learning, especially now in this season um, of, of life. And it's very exciting for me, but I have learned that if you can sit in your mess ups or what you consider your mess ups and your pain, and if you can sit there, there's so much that you can learn. And there's so much strength that you will walk away from. If you can just make yourself, it's hard, but if you can make yourself sit in it and analyze it, talk about it, share it with other people, you can walk away thinking, you know, I'm Supergirl. Yes, yes. With a newfound appreciation. And that's what I think people are missing. We're so busy trying to escape from the discomfort and the pain that we don't realize it's telling us how powerful we are. <laughs> There you go. That's the statement of this, that you don't realize that it's telling you how powerful you are. I love that. So tell us about guided meditations. This is this is another thing that I really love to do. So um, what's what's your service of guided meditations? So I like to speak life over people. And that's whether I'm doing a guided meditation or not. It's my nature of how I talk to folks. 
Um, but it dawned on me that with the voice that I have and with my love of leading people through peaceful spaces um, to start creating personalized meditations and affirmations. So I do five minute, 10 minute and 15 minute meditations where um, the client can choose whether they'd like silence in the background or ambiance music. This is something that I record and produce myself. Um, and then they get an MP4 of their meditation where I call them in by name. They get to tell me what topics they specifically want to process in this meditation. A lot of people are asking for help with their racing minds or I overthink or low self-esteem or trauma. And in the meditation, I will allow myself to kind of channel and speak to them needing unconditional love over whatever they're struggling with. And I come from a place of I can see where you're at and I can acknowledge the reality of it, but I can also see you on the other side of it. So when I speak to them, I'm not trying to just hype them up and make them feel good. That's part of it. But I do want them to recognize that there is a beautiful, objective, energetic truth to the circumstance you're going through. And while you might not understand it, it's not your job to always understand it. It's your job to trust and so most of the meditation is me walking them through breathing in trust, breathing out, releasing, allowing, and helping them to understand you're not just enough. You are more than. Amen. Yeah, I love that. Rod, that, that is wonderful. I think that's, um, it's a unique thing. Um, I've yet to have a guest come on the Every Heart, Every Woman show and say, yeah, I, you know, I produce guided meditations, but not only guided meditations, meditations that are specific to yes. the person in your situation. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, th I, th I think that's a genius idea. I absolutely love it. So people who are looking to have self sessions with Ra, mm -hmm. what do they experience? So they experience a space where they are almost feeling like they're talking to an old friend. And that's the beauty of life coaching versus being a counselor. I'm not built to be a counselor, though I have my master's in it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm built to be an ally. I believe that my clients are the experts on themselves. So when they come in, I need them to tell me what patterns they see within themselves that they don't enjoy. I need to know what about them has been hurting their feelings, what's been frustrating them. Mm -hmm. um, and then we start to look at what are the core beliefs that they have been adhering to their whole life. Do you feel that you can't ask for help? Do you feel that you are unlovable or the people who you love will automatically leave you? So we start to look at the core beliefs that people live their lives off of. And then we start to introduce the fact that the only thing that makes a belief a belief is how long you've believed it. And that all the belief is, is that a thought that you've thought many times, right? Thought many, many times that you're unlovable. But if we can get you thinking many, many times that you are worthy of love, while it feels fake the first couple of times you think it and say it, eventually it feels real. Right. When someone first told you you were a failure, you were taken aback and you didn't understand until you started to accept it. Mm -hmm. So be taken aback and learn to understand that you are worthy. Mm -hmm. And so we'll start to work through that at the beginning. And then we move into conversations over talking about all of us have voices in our heads. We don't like to admit it because there's a stigma around, oh, that makes you crazy. It doesn't. It makes you quite normal. Mm -hmm. But the voices in your head are all those moments growing up that you lost trust in yourself and you lost confidence in your ability to make decisions and you had overwhelming situations you didn't have the tools for at the moment. And so these voices are popping up because they need to be reparented. 
They need to be supported and validated to know it's not my fault that happened to me. And so I don't have to drive the boat or take over when I feel triggered that this could happen again. And that's what a lot of us are doing. We're living off of trying to respond to the triggers or prevent them from happening instead of being present with them when they occur. Mm -hmm. So after we're able to work through those, those spaces, um, we end up coming to my favorite part, which is objectively validating the experience. Especially as people of color, we're so used to sucking it up and keeping it pushing. We're, we're so used to being like, yeah, you know, I lost all my family in one year, but I'm okay. You know, God's good. I'm here. And it's like, God is good, but that's heavy. Have you sat with how heavy that is? It's like, no, I don't got time. Because our ancestors taught us we don't have time. You know, we lose loved ones. We keep going. And I like to hold space. And it's uncomfortable for most people. I need you to objectively, like third person, walk me through what happened to you. Not what's wrong with you, because there's nothing wrong with you. What happened? And as people walk through objectively, like, okay, well, Carla went through this, and then Carla went through this, and that led to Carla making this decision. You mm -hmm. all of a sudden get a new level of compassion for, well, what else would Carla have done? Mm -hmm. What else would I have done with the tools that I had? And that's when people start to practice compassion. When you're able to see yourself as just a person who was using what you had to get through what was going on, now you can start to practice loving yourself because you don't despise the decisions you make because you understand a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Wonderful. I'm, lo I'm loving it all. I'm, I'm into it all. So I know, Ra, that you have an event coming up on August 25th. I want you to take, take us through this event and tell us what people can expect. It is called I Am More Than Grief. Yes. And you're probably seeing a theme now. My whole, whole focus and framework is you are more than uh, more than whatever circumstance is going on. So I am more than grief is a virtual grief support experience that will be happening next Wednesday, August 25th at seven o'clock. It is free to the public um, and it's virtual so that wherever you're at, I want you to tune in and to hold space. Um, and this is also central time for people who might be other locations too. Mm -hmm. This event is for those who are experiencing any type of grief, whether, and there are so many types of grief that most people don't know that they could even be experiencing. Mm -hmm. You could be experiencing grief over the death of a loved one. Um, you could be experiencing grief over a divorce or the end of a relationship or shifts in your family dynamic. Um, the grief of who you thought someone was going to be, but now you have to accept who they are. The grief of who you thought you were going to be, and now you have to accept that something else is going to be happening. Mm -hmm. So if you're experiencing loss, um, struggling with impermanence and the natural change of things, then I highly recommend you come to this because it's going to be a space for other healing beings to share their experiences, to hear from other people um, who have similar and different experiences, and for us to collect some tools and perspective on how to not bury and suppress our grief, but to live with it, um, to navigate it so that it does not consume us, but instead it is something that we can honestly wear with pride that we loved so big that we have ached this much, but now we're able to navigate that in more holistic, healthy ways. And I specifically felt led to do this event because I don't feel like people of color get to grieve. I feel like we go right back to what we're doing or we're told to you know, suck up all that crying, don't be doing all that. And that is going to make for a toxic environment for our children. They're not going to know how to feel their feelings either. And if grief is a natural part of life, we need to learn how to deal with it. So my hope is to help people learn that on the 25th. Yeah.
So they can sign up by going to my website. That is rahkalon.com, R-A-H-K-A-L-O-N.com. Um, and when you get there, you'll be able to just go click and sign up. You also can find it on Eventbrite. Or if you follow me on Instagram, you'll find the link in my bio. My Instagram is at rahkalon. That's R-A-H-K-A-L-O-N. And we can definitely get you linked up. Yeah, I love that. I think everyone should go um, and I'm going to spread the word. I, I, I have just loved our conversation today. And let's talk about your social media. I, I just feel like there's so much information. There's so much beauty on your social media. Um, do you, so you have a background in, in music? Oh, no, no. I have a background in strategic communication and clinical counseling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. I thought you had a background in music. There is, I mean, there's so much beauty on, in, on your social media. You have these wonderful videos where, as you, as you said before, my husband and I preach this. So there's so much that you're saying that I truly connect with. We preach to speak life over, um, over other people. My husband is in education, so he's always preaching to speak life over the young people that are um, under your care, but that's exactly what you're doing on social media. Like people can click on these videos and, and click on your posts and it's more than positive thinking. It's more than being uplifted. It is, it's support for your, your, um, your, your frame of mind, yeah. whatever frame of mind you're in, 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 you know, when you're looking at the posts is, is that, Am I saying that correctly? I would say so. I would. I just really, I want people to know that I exist. And the reason why it sounds so egotistical, I want them to know I exist. I am very much an open book and plenty of people are, right? But I want you to see when I'm having a good day and I'm thankful. And I want you to see when I'm having a bad day and I'm thankful. I want you to see how I'm grieving over losing a pet that I've had for 10 years this summer. I want you to see how that is triggering grief of me losing my mother seven years ago. I want you to see how conversations that I have with my father publicly over being molested when I was younger is possible. That I have a man in my life that wants to hear about the pain, not so that he can feel guilty, but so he can hold space for me. I want people to know that you can live your truth and still be accepted and that I'm not accepted because I waited for other people to accept me. I'm accepted because I accepted me. I accepted what's happened to me. And I've allowed that to let me be powerful, to let myself see how powerful I am instead of running from that. So when you go to my Instagram, you're going to see me. You're going to see me in ways that you know, I might be crying that day. Mm -hmm. um, I might be laughing my butt off. I might be dancing. Mm -hmm. You might get to see my family. You might get to see my friends. You might get to see loved ones who have passed, but you're going to learn that my life is always changing. And I've accepted the impermanence of that and that I want to invite other people to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I told you this beauty. There's beauty there. So everyone should follow you. I highly recommend it. And go to your website. Can you give us your website one more time? Yes, yes. It's rockalon at, well, that's my email, rockalon at gmail.com. Feel free to email too. But <laughs> rockalon.com, R-A-H-K-A-L-O-N.com. And the same for my Instagram, R-A-H-K-A-L-O-N. I love it. So let before we end, I would love for you to give us your best advice for leaders, like your your leadership hack. 
My leadership hack is to lead with active listening and compassion. My leadership hack is to accept that you don't know. And when you don't know, that means anything is possible and that you can tap into divine, like inspiration, divine, just intellect and be able to use not only your own skills and life experiences to lead whatever project, whatever people you have to lead, but you can also amplify the experience because we have a limited scope. And if we try to rely only on ourselves, we'll only accomplish so much. But if we can sit with our core self, our consciousness, we can we can activate parts that connect more people, connect more projects, connect more dots than we ever imagined. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, Ra, I have had um, a wonderful time uh, having this conversation with you. I hope you'll come back at some time in the future and everyone follow Ra. Um, she has so much beauty to share with the world. I love this. Everyone, I'm Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio, radio show. We will see you back here next week.